Hello, and welcome to episode 131 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with George Vega. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. George, uh, thanks so much for, for joining us. Why don't you uh, give us a quick bio about this, yourself, uh, some of the art that you make, and then we'll take a deep dive into uh, your creative process. Sure, sure. Um, my name is, well, my name is George Vega, as you said. I'm a New Jersey-born uh, illustrator. I'm actually uh, still residing in New Jersey, where um, few people don't know, but there's like a lot of comic book artists in New Jersey, or, or, or maybe a lot of people know, but the thing is there's just a lot of comic artists in New Jersey because of the, uh, the Kubert school, obviously, yeah. and, and because of the older generation that worked in New York. They're still around here, so um, it's great to be in this area as far as comic uh, art goes. And as far as uh, the work I've done, um, I'm, I'm probably known at this point a lot for my um, sketch cards. I've done a lot of sketch cards for Upper Deck, um, Cryptozoic, and even the various other companies that aren't even around right now, because I actually started doing uh, sketch cards back in 2012. And uh, that kind of laid a lot of the groundwork of, um, I guess, fans knowing who I am and uh, I guess getting fans, if, if, if you can call them that, I, I just see, see them as uh, art supporters. <laughs> yeah. And um, th that's where a lot of my artwork has um, prevailed or got, gotten out there to on, onto people's hands as far as um, that goes. Uh, my fan art, you know, I do a lot of fan art um, because I'm trying to, you know, parlay into that into uh, a career with uh, – possibly one of the big three or in the harvest days or, or, or however it works out. It's fine with me. Cause I also do a lot of uh, general illustration. Um, currently just wrapped up a, a very big um, design job where I designed a bunch of uh, uh, toys and nice. just, and just finished a comic book, which I could actually talk about because they're it's in the, in the toy company. So they're totally all about, Hey, let's, you know, talk about what you're working on, which oh, I could, cool. we, we could delve into that. Yeah. And um, the biggest thing I have going on right now would be GV Pop 80s Volume 2, which nice. is uh, the collection of my fan art. And between that, between, I guess, uh, general illustration, comic book illustration, um, that's basically what I do. I, I mean, that's, uh, what, that, that, that's my day-to-day. And I've, um, I'm working in, in indie comics right now, um, creator-owned projects as well. So, you know, uh, I guess I have a, a lot of uh, pokers in the fire. Is that the right expression? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's great. And um, I, that's actually why I met you in New Jersey three years ago. Not that you'd remember it, but I bought, you some, bought some prints from you at New Jersey Comic Con in I think May of 2017. Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, and I got I got three prints there. I got your Spider Gwen um, marker sketch print. I have mm -hmm. your Optimus Prime and um, Snake Eyes team up print. Mm -hmm. And then I got a uh, the 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 world of is it the world of M world of what what is it the um, yeah yeah the yeah, the, world, have, the world of M print oh world awesome. of M print yeah I have I have all three of those and. Um, three of my favorites by far especially the, the oh. spider gwen one that's one of my I, I pull that one out all the time to look at for inspiration um oh wow yeah and uh so what what what, what fueled your your love of comics was it just sort of i mean you have a your, your work now that we're, we're here to promote is obviously very nostalgic was it was it sort of a, a childhood love of things like cartoons and comics that fueled your desire to create artwork uh yes and i just want to touch on that spider gwen piece um thank oh, yeah. you so much thank you so much for liking it because that, that specific piece i was going for something different that i i don't know if people get i think you do which is like obviously if you look at her physically she's definitely a full a full grown woman <laughs> on that yeah. and you know i did and i made her more look more like an athlete yeah. Uh, and, and that was my spin towards it. I kind of just wanted to make them look a little more athletic, less, um, you know, um, more like a, what is she supposed to be? A, um, early, er, er, yeah. early college, I guess, you know, as far as, you know, physical development. So I, I made a little bit older, you know, more like a, 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 a more developed female. And 
uh, I'm so glad you like that and appreciate that. So that's, that, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. When I'm looking at that print now that I think about it, cause she's supposed to have like a ballerina punk rock background. Mm-hmm. Right. She right. looks like a ballerina uh, mm-hmm. and you're drawing how you've drawn her more slender and have like longer legs and longer limbs. Mm-hmm. It's very, uh, yeah, she, she looks like a ballerina in, in other words. Yeah. I really love that. That's definitely my favorite of the three that I own. Um, even though I do love, uh, I love Snake Eyes and, and Optimus Prime. <laughs> yeah, I yeah really, who, who does it? That, that's yeah. like such an easy sell. <laughs> yeah, I like that one a lot. Um, so yeah, yeah, I guess back to the, just sort of what, what inspired you to create art? Because uh, you're, you like, you, you do everything. You color, you, you pencil, you ink, you know, what, yeah. what, what fueled that love of, of drawing? Uh, definitely being fortunate enough to be to be uh i guess born in the uh mid 70s and growing up in the 80s okay. that's what did it because you know if most of us that are products of the 80s um we were we were hit with with so many cartoons <laughs> toys and of course you know it was the, the, the trifecta of back then which you had the cartoons comic or you had the cartoon comic and toy I mean, the toy line came first and they, they developed everything else. And I'm sure at this point, most, most people have seen, uh, what is it, the, the toys that made us. Right. And, and, and people understand more of, of what, what went into it. And because of that, I mean, those, those cartoons and the toys and, and all of that just wrapped up my imagination. And um, the main, I'll tell you which cartoon in particular that um, had the most impact on me was Voltron, the Voltron cartoon. Um, I, I, I saw it and, um, I was like, wow, this, this is amazing. And I, I remember asking my parents and particularly asking my mom, you know, um, how is this made? And my mother explained to me, oh, it's animation. It's drawn by hand. You know, you know, you know, people draw it and then they, you know, they, um, they draw it and color it and it becomes a cartoon, you know, I mean, a very basic, you know, understanding that, that she had of animation. And then my I don't know it was like seven years old my seven-year-old mind I was like oh great I'm gonna watch I'm gonna wait for the end of it because I know at the end of it they they have the names of everybody who worked on it and I'll get someone's name and I'll go to his house and he can show me how to draw it (laughs) two major two two major problems number one the credits are in Japanese (laughs) and and two, uh, the person would be in Japan somewhere. <laughs> so, you know, I guess at that age, I thought everyone lived like, you know, within, within driving distance. <laughs> so uh, that's, that's basically my first like memory and, rec- and recollection with, with wanting to draw and, and, and doing that stuff. And then, the, and then it jumps into, you know, uh, um, you know, G.I. Joe, Transformers and everything else came along that was so big and I was a fan of. And then com- my, my love for comics came probably you know, i've always liked comics and i remember my the first um three comics my my mother bought for me it was at at, at a bodega you know, I, I grew up in newark new jersey we went up to a bodega and, and i pointed them out and it was um daredevil power man and iron fist and spider-man nice. i remember it was those three i can't remember exactly what issues i've tried to remember as best i can't remember anything but i've been trying to to, to do like a deep mental dive or trying to almost like forensically trying to figure out what I saw that way I could try to find those those issues and buy them that way I could just in a weird way just kind of just frame them because those are the three issues you know that that I got but I I can't remember them um so that was you know I've always liked that and then finally there was um when I was old enough to like to take the bus or like to to, um or my parents would uh, let me ride my bike I would actually go to uh, the local comic book shop and and start and start buying comics I remember it was it must have been my uh must have been 87, maybe 88 was when I was actually going to um, buying, you know, buying my own, my, my own comics. I mean, well, with my parents' money, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I was actually, um, that's when I started buying comics as well. So awesome. seven-year-old watches Voltron get sort of that, that bug. Where does it go from there? Does it go to, to more formal training, a little bit of formal training, self, you know, sort of the discipline of like self-learning? How did, how did that all evolve? Yeah, I actually, um, if I had to, okay, so let me digest the, um, oh yeah, so evolution. So it would go from, all right, just a kid drawing to actually um, I would draw 
uh, the cartoon, the, 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 I would watch the cartoons, draw whatever character I liked and then cut it out and then play with it. So I'd had like paper toys <laughs> when, when my parents, you know, couldn't, couldn't buy me what I wanted. And by the time I got to high school, a pivotal book, uh, my freshman year in high school was how, how to draw the Marvel way. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, a lot of people, um, um, have that book in the library. Um, actually, I lost it years ago, but I, I should actually rebuy it. Um, someone just posted it on how solid the um, the lessons in there are, like really how solid they are. That book alone, like, really started me on my uh, process on, on 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 understanding comics and drawing comics. And then from there, um, in in high school. I was an art major, like um, I, I went to um, um, Our Lady Good Council, which is a private school in, in Newark, which is um, since then, well, since back then, uh, now it's uh, no longer around. And the cool thing was, was that by, by your um, junior year, you could, um, if you're approved, you can uh, declare like an art major. So if you're going to go to college for art, they, you start getting more art classes. So at that point, um, I would have to say my senior year of high school is where I was um, able to take double classes in art. So I basically had two full periods, which basically was two hours so that I could work on my art projects, which is actually pretty helpful, especially for high school students, which I mean, I, I don't even know if they do this stuff anymore nowadays, just because they, um, especially a lot of high schools now see the arts as just something you do on your spare time. And if you take a class, you take one class. Mm-hmm. At the time, or, or 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 what my school did was they took it seriously. So therefore, if you're if you're going to study the arts, you would actually get double art class or double studio time. That way, they, you're actually given harder assignments, so you can spend more time on. Therefore, that way you get a better portfolio and get a better chance to get into a you know better college. And um, that was like my high school training, and then uh, I decided to go to uh, to FIT. A fashion Institute of Technology, which at the time um, had a really, uh, a really good illustration, um, I guess, block or, 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 or the instructors were, 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 were really great. And it was known for, for illustration. Um, being in, in New Jersey, I definitely, wanted to go, I definitely wanted to go to New York. And I had a few different options, you know, um, SVA, Pratt, SVA and Pratt. I was looking at both those schools. Um, I was offered um, uh, scholarships, partial scholarships, but it was still too it was too too expensive for us. Yeah, you know, my my, my parents really couldn't um, afford that, and um, so I was able to uh, go to um, FIT, and uh, FIT had some great programs. So then, uh, as far as far as financial programs, which you know I like to talk about because you know we're talking about families who who, who don't have the means. You know, my parents. Um, Although my parents were, were hardworking and everything, it was, it was really hard for them to have come up with that other tuition. And, and FIT was affordable, a great, great level of learning. And then also um, they do give you a scholarship. So FIT does give you scholarships, but very few people can get them because you have to also be, uh, I get, you have to uh, merit the scholarship and then also you have to financially be in need of a scholarship. So I was able to, um, that was able to help. So I went to FIT, uh, studied uh, illustration there, and lo and behold, um, if we're looking at the timeline, I am studying illustration for comics in 1994, oh, and, wow. we, and we know the bottom fell out in 1995. Uh-huh. <laughs> so at that time, um, I do have to say it was more like a natural process for me because once college started, I think I was focused on, well, College started, and I started developing other parts of illustration as far as painting, and and actually, then I started gravitating to wanting to be a painter, and then wanting to be a comic artist was kind of not um, what I was feeling, you know. And then to see the whole industry tank, and people are saying, you know, uh, um, you know, Marvel's falling for bankruptcy, you know, DC's hurting, and and then just hearing the older people, I would say, all the adults saying on how the the comic industry is done. You know, and, and looking back again, may, maybe I'm 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 painting the picture the wrong way. But looking back, being a, a young guy, you know, and seeing all these older people I had in my life, you know, quickly turn around and tell me, "Hey, listen, you know, the, the comics industry is done. 
you know, you, be, you better watch what you're going to do next. So I guess in, as an adult, that's kind of good for them to have tried to m- maybe steer me the right way to see how, but then also um, it was very discouraging too. You know, I was, I was, a you know, young, you know, 19, 20, 21, and uh, it scared me. So at that point, I didn't know what, what I was going to do next. Yeah. Um, so then to not uh, make this a, a, a seven hour interview, <laughs> let me, uh, then, then I basically ended up, uh, my, my, my first job um, out of college was um, laying out tombstones. I was wow. putting the designs on tombstones. Um, nice paying job, you know, very interesting. Um, a, a little bit of everything where um, since, especially at the time, um, I was literally working on the uh, on the stones, so my mistakes were literally etched in stone when, when I made them. <laughs> so, so it, it was um, you know a bit nerve wracking in the beginning, but then after a while, it actually gave, I think it gave me a good fundamental uh, drafting skills because uh, um, the 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 designs and stuff. You know, unfortunately, you, you guys probably know what, what tombstones look like and and the floral designs and all kinds of stuff that are on there. All that's cut by hand, so uh, that gave me a very good um, strong, I guess, uh, production ability and, um, layout and technical skill to be able to like, just get designs on to like surfaces or or to transfer stuff by hand. Um, then after a while I was like, you know, I want to do more art stuff and I need, I think I I need, I need to learn the computer back then, you know, I need to learn the computer. (laughs) So, um, I signed up for some classes, uh, studied visual communications, and then I guess uh, early, uh, to actually in, nine, in 99, I graduated with um, a, a certificate in um, visual communications. And we're talking at the dawn of the dot-com boom. Yeah. So, so before I graduated, I was already freelancing. I was literally already like doing logo a logo design work um, for for websites. Then um, I learned HTML <laughs> when nice. it was uh, when it was something to 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 learn. <laughs> um, now I I don't remember any coding at all, but I, I knew some basics or whatever. And then I would also use um, uh, design. Uh, um, what was it? Um, Dreamweave, uh, uh, Dreamweaver, right? Dreamweaver from from uh, I think Adobe owns it now, right? Yeah, it, it used to be Macromedia Studio back in the day, and yeah, so Adobe owns it now. So um, I used to design websites like that, and and that and, and that was one heck of a kickoff because it was like lots and lots of uh, work in that aspect, you know, as far as design. So then now we're talking design. So again, I'm now I'm a little bit even farther from illustration, and I'm more just doing pure design work. Uh, design and, and 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 handling clients and handling you know uh, accounts and, and 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 people's needs and so on and so forth. Um, I ended up being offered a, a full time position at a printing company. I took I took the job. Um, I was a uh, you know I, I was looking to sell. I had met um, a particular artist when I was at school for for design. Uh, his name is uh, Coran Stone, also known as um, Kaiser uh, online. Um, really, really like a great, fantastic animation artist. Um, um, I, I actually have lost contact with him, but um, he's actually well. He's known online. I just haven't personally spoken to him in, in years. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening was after we finished school. Um, this was, we're talking, wow, that was like in 2008. So like, we're talking like almost like a decade later, he looks me up and he says, Hey, I have a, a bunch of friends and I want to do an art book. And I know, I know you do printing. I've heard that you do printing and we would like for you to, um, you know, handle our book. You know, if there's a way you can do that now we're talking, yeah, like we're talking about 2008, 2009. So at the time on demand printing wasn't a thing. Um, it wasn't a thing, you know, um, if you want it, if you want stuff printed cheap, you would have to actually order from directly from China or have someone that had connections in China to, to get you some cheap, um, and the quality isn't cheap, but the, the per piece book cost would be cheap. But then I remember at the time you would have to do a minimum order of, I think like 2000, 2000 books at wow. like at a, at a dollar something each. So you're talking about two grand, which 
isn't too bad, but if you're indie, if you're, if you're someone who's just trying to put a project together to just pull out $2,000 from your pocket, that's, that's tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so I ended up uh, um, handling it for them since I actually had, had, had local printers that I knew that I've dealt with because I actually was, was uh, already working in print for some years already and had, and I had some connections. Um, I, I uh, art directed the project. I art directed the project, put the book together, and, and the book has, you know, it was, the book was no, is known as uh, Introducing, um, released in 2009, um, and that was my first venture back into the, the comic book world because my friend, uh, he actually, and all his friends, they were all illustrators, working in comics, working in animation, and they were all, like, breaking through, and, and the point of the book and it's called introducing is because we're talking about great artists that aren't really household names, right. you know? So, um, that was my first project back and that sparkled or that rekindled sparkled, no, that rekindled a flame for, for drawing. So I actually, um, made a, you know, I challenged myself to do a drawing a week. That's the way I started on my road back. I'm just going to do a drawing a week. Do, uh, do the drawing, you know, based on certain things, kind of, and, and and fan art started me back. Wow, fan art started me back onto this um, journey because I, I took stuff that I was passionate about, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna draw this, I'm gonna draw that. You know, I liked Street Fighter. I would do a Street Fighter fan art. You know, hey, you know, GI Joe. Hey, I like that stuff. I would do a GI Joe piece. So that's the way I actually built, you know, um, my way back. And then having having the um, being fortunate where I knew guys that already were in the field that were very, very good um, would give me feedback. You know, they, they didn't coach me, you know, too much. They just gave me feedback. Hey, this is working. That's not working. So that kind of, I think was almost like a quick way of, of me just kind of just making adjustments and, and trying to improve. Um, but at that point I had no, um, I, I was just doing it more, more, more as um, out of passion mm-hmm. uh, for, for, for just, just uh, um, doing art and just drawing. So I, we, I ended up doing about five volumes of that book. So that we're, wow. talking about five, we're talking about five years because I, I released a volume every year. Um, then after that, um, I'd have to, then I'm just going to fast forward to about 2000, 2010 yeah when my when my son brandon was born um that's when i decided i was like this year i want a professional i want i want to start doing something professionally with illustration i'm going to see what i can do um and i would say um probably by 2011 2011 i got my first like fan art um project which was um um transformers the lost seasons um, the 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 big blackout. That was a cool I, comic. I, you had that in your first book, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that was like my first big fan art piece. Well, well it was a fan art project. What happened yeah. was I I did this jazz and wheeljack piece, which is in my in that same book. Yeah. I I did that piece, and then I was contacted by them, and at that time they were hosted by the IDW forums. Oh wow! So it was a really sweet way of 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 working on something that's a, that's fan art, but totally backed by, you know, IDW. Um, it was in their forums. Um, like they well, they don't even have forums anymore. But at the time, it was their big forums uh, section, and I was like, heck yeah, I'll do it. And um, I did it, and uh, that comic, as you see, and I did the uh, uh, pencils, and then I went right into colors. So I actually did yeah. the pencil and the coloring, on myself. Which, I was wondering about that because it looks it's very clean colors like it looks painted like physically and mm-hmm. um, that might have just been you going from pencils to colors yeah. like it, it just the texture is there it looks really great oh thank you yeah and that's uh, that's exactly what you're picking up because at that time I was I was pushing trying to push away not inking I didn't want to ink I was and in my mind I was thinking well I don't think inking is necessary nowadays with the, the way things are colored so on and so forth and that was at the time that was my thinking so i i went from uh pencils you know really tight pencils to scans and then i went to digital colors wow so 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 that's how how i did that um which as 
you know, quick note now, I, I'm 100% about inking. Yeah. <laughs> and if you see in my work now, I'm, I'm using brushes and pens. So I'm completely 180 on that, on that, <laughs> on that decision. And that's awesome. I, I love this podcast. I love doing this for the people we meet and their different backgrounds and the different schools they went to, but also to hear things like, yeah, my first art gig was working on tombstones and things like that. <laughs> like that's, I'm just like, I just love, uh, I love hearing everyone's background and just how different everything is and where everyone comes from. Uh, it's just so cool to see, you know, comics and fan art and everything like that. It just attracts everyone to it. You know, it's not like just one specific type of person with one specific type of background. It's, it's really cool to see that. And also I love that. Um, and I was going to lead into one of my questions today was, you know, what, why is fan art important to you? And, you know, you, you kind of answered that by saying that it, it brought you back into doing illustration and, and, and back into do maybe moving towards doing comic artwork, but on a, like sort of a more philosophical level, why do you, what is the importance of fan art for you? Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what, um, man, great, great question because I've been wanting to talk about this um, as far as a philosophical reason why you should do fan art, because you know, there's a lot of, you know, you've probably seen the, the argument that hey, you should do your own art. You should work on your own characters and so on and so forth, which actually I do. I do have my own. I have, yeah. I have the world of them, my, my own creator, my own creator own thing. So yeah, technically maybe I should just do that all day, but, 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 but here's the big butt on that. <laughs> and, and what it is, is that I, the importance of fan art is that you, instead of worrying about design and like certain aspects, when you work on an already established character, you have to get right into the shorthand of the character. Mm-hmm. And this ability is the basis of, of, of doing good art. So in, in other words, if you're drawing a, specific, a character, a specific character, what you want to get to the purpose of that character or the purpose of the piece. So in other words, if, 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 you're, drawing, if you're drawing the Hulk, all right, and you know, we know the Hulk is massive, muscular, and all this stuff. Uh, a mistake, well, I'm going to talk about myself as an artist. I can't really talk about everyone else. So as myself a mistake that I know I could easily do is get so into the, the minutia of the, of the anatomy of the mass and all this and that and Hulk being so huge and muscular is that if I lose myself in that, I forget the, the actual point of drawing the Hulk is the fact that the Hulk is a bad MFR, <laughs> massive, powerful, and he's a visual interpretation of power. Yeah. But all the muscle details and everything and the anatomy, all that doesn't convey that by itself. It's the way you pose him in the way. Is he, is he in action, mid action? Is he just sitting there, but yet looking powerful? How do you portray that? How do you make, you know, what's the purpose of, of, of why you're doing that fan art. So instead of worrying about all this other stuff, when, 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 when it's your own creator, own thing, hey, look, I'm going to show you the design of this character and trying to like introduce fans into, into your character. When it's a fan art and already established character, we're communicating, we're communicating about the character right away. Right. Because we, a lot, most of us already know the character. Mm-hmm. And when people, when, when people do that well, that's that's when people do fan art and people are like, wow, this is a nice fan, fan art piece. This is a nice piece. Or people can mistake that and be like, oh, that's not official. No, it's not official. It's just my, it's just my fan art. And we're all sort of products of our, our influences. So I'm wondering if, you know, when you do that fan art and like you said, you get the ability to sort of step back and you're not sort of... Uh, thinking about, you know, I have to make this character, I have to design this element. You're looking at sort of different aspects of it and how maybe like another artist or maybe the official artist on the on the project did it. And does that allow you when you go to the world of M to say, you know, like, I'm, I like this little aspect of this transformer and this little aspect of this GI Joe and mm-hmm. like, you know, no one's ever really thought about bringing those together. Do you, do you find that when you're working on your world of M stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, like like influences of, I would have to say character archetypes, right? Um, influences of you know like the the stuff that we know we take for granted wasn't so well known back you know y- years ago. Like right. let's say like now the archetypes, you know, the tank character, mm-hmm. the the hero character, you know, the hero character, the leading man character, the face, you know, like 
there's all these terms that we understand now and and or maybe we should all understand now that that way we can communicate our characters and our projects so i do take all of that stuff that was you know like you know again the hulk right the hulk is the hulk he's the tank he's the guy hey listen you know what put him in front and it's interesting how uh, again kind of a side note how we know the tank also through some of us who've played dungeons and dragons some of those some of those you know who play the rpg games now that we know the tank guy is the guy in the front taking the damage your wizard squishy he's gonna get he's gonna he's not gonna he doesn't have too much armor he can't take too much damage he's gonna be be in the back Mm -hmm. who's that you know dr strange he's not a physically imposing guy he's you know the magic guy you know um so yeah yeah so in in a way taking all these elements that are um traits that we know of you know you know uh you know the the anti-hero and all this stuff and putting it on in in my own uh work uh is is definitely what's going on on a day-to-day basis you know um I can't really say like, oh, you know, this one character from my from my book is um, just like this character. I think there might be s- certain aspects of the character that are taken um, from other things. But for the most part, I try to make it as u- unique as possible. But then I am also very understanding of the fact that there there isn't that many u- total unique things under the sun. Sure. And uh, so a lot of times with like a print or like a piece of fan art, it's sort of, you know, an epic sort of stance, you know, that that heroic stance, you know, a lot Mm -hmm. of action going around. Um, So one important part of storytelling in comics when you're doing the sequentials is you also have to sort of do sort of like those light moments, you know, there might be sort of like the mission briefing where everybody's sitting Mm -hmm. at the table sort of discussing it. So how do you sort of transition from sort of like, like I said, like that epic sort of maybe like a mm-hmm. transformer standing heroically to yeah. conveying a story like in, in panels? Um, great question, because as weird as it sounds is I love doing this sometimes even more than action. I wow. love, I love talking panels and just like, I literally did a page. Um, as a matter of fact, I know I can share it because um, uh, I did this mini comic for this toy and there, there's this whole page where they're literally going through a mission briefing. <laughs> it's okay. literally like, like, like actually they're having a meeting slash mission briefing. And the page has no action. It's basically, um, it's a shot of uh, an establishing shot because you're actually inside this like boardroom thing. Then um, somebody gets a, a certain file and then somebody's shocked at what they see. I mean, that's basically the, the gist of it. Um, as far as what I do uh, is that um, I embrace it and it's one of my fa- favorite things to do because the, every one of those shots, you, you get to um, tell your story in, in, in the stillness or in the nothing that's going on, you actually get to tell more story. Mm-hmm. So in, in other words, um, you have um, an establishing shot of, uh, it's actually, it's a table with, with, with uh, 12 delegates, um, a military guy, and he's showing them uh, he's supposed to uh, show them a map of what's going on. Um, the script did, th- th- doesn't describe the room in any way, shape, or form. So I, I, w- I came up with a way of describing it. So how I figured that, that they're sitting basically on a big round table, the table they're sitting on, of course, because, you know, all the tech now or whatever, has a, ha- has a projection screen of their mission mm-hmm. or, of, or of the map of certain things that they're looking at. And the general there is, is talking to them about it so then my thinking was like well i want to put him on there but i don't want to just put him i don't want to just i could just plop him on there with with a bunch of people sitting there and that's kind of boring so one of the things i did was and i guess it's just a small way of how i break things down is that i put him with his arms crossed and somewhat somewhat kind of walking across so he's kind of pacing back and forth with his arms crossed as he's briefing them so he's kind of talking to them arms crossed and kind of talking about what's going on there um so within his, with it with you have people see, seated with him only in action going across the the panel and the angle of the shot 
there's action kind of implied, which there isn't much action. He's just kind of walking, but, he, but since he's mid-step in your mind, you feel some movement in there. Mm-hmm. So you have, you have movement with him in step, but then you also have a, a, an establishing shot of a whole bunch of people looking at a big, big old map. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so hopefully, I, I, I know I kind of go off on tangents, but I think I answered the question, or if I didn't, please. No, you, I you, think so. Yeah, no, yeah. you certainly did, yeah. Yeah, I'm working on a similar page right now, and I'm I'm trying to. Matt and I we we work on comics together, and Matt was sort of key in giving me like scenes sort of that would sort of challenge me to be like, okay, this scene, you know, how can you draw? How can you make it interesting? These two people to like you know discussing exposition or the mm-hmm. or what's going on and things like that. And um, even more recently, I lettered something for Matt, and I found the the sort of just share the same sentiment sentiments as you. So the favorite page I lettered was just three people discussing something on a talk show, mm-hmm. and I was like, I had the most fun lettering that page than any of the <laughs> other pages. Like when <laughs> nice. like all the crazy cool dialogue was going on. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I love, uh, I love your, your, your sense of, of dynamism though in, in your fan art and also in your comics as well. Um, what's, what's the, like the new project that you're working on? Are you, are you able to discuss the name of it and everything the the, the one that's related to the toy line as well? Oh, yeah, actually, um, right now I have the project name, which is project SFA. SFA. Yeah. Project SFA. Um, I, I've been sharing parts of it, um, on my Instagram. So, so there's a lot of uh, panel shots I've, I've been sharing. Oh, that's what they, yeah. Okay. I've been seeing those. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that it, there's a lot going on there and it's pretty awesome. Um, the, the story itself is, uh, um, yeah, I'll give you the basics of the story from which, um, of course I know the script, but then as far as the basics of, of what they want to let out there is you have, uh, um, a bunch of warring factions that are all literally unleashing on our world, all in one shot. <laughs> wow. As far as you have everything from, I'm going to break it down. You have everything, from, right? You got your military, you got your terrorist groups, you've got your aliens, and you got zombies. <laughs> <Wow>. And <laughs> you got zombies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it sounds like a lot, and, um, but they, found, they wove it so great as far as the story goes that it, it, I think people will be pretty, are going to have fun with it. It's about fun, and it's, it is a good story. And it, and it goes with the playability of the actual toys. So to cool. break into the toys, I don't want to get into too much on as far as um, uh, what they are and stuff, because I, I, that, I, I, but I'm going to tell you what, what, what they're basing with this whole toy line on. It's all about switch, uh, a switchability, mm. swapping parts out, and kind of creating even your own stories. Very cool. So, so if you could picture the reason why they have all these different factions is because you actually have, like, say, like, like the the um, the aliens. Um, they have a specific name. Um, actually, I think they they're called like the, the infiltrators. And what they do is they kind of like take over your body, and then and then they show them like they they're almost like a, almost like the what is it the scrolls or, yeah. or invasion of the, or invasion of the body snatchers, you know, stuff like that. Cool. And, and when they do that, like, then you'll know that this person wasn't them. He wasn't your friend. It was, you know, one of the, the those aliens. And the thing is parts pop off. They, they swap with the other parts. So like, even if you, when you have the toys and if you had this character and all of a sudden he's the alien in your storyline, just pop off parts and make it happen. Uh, which is very, very playable, you know? Yeah. Uh, so you, so you have these different factions and then, and then you have the, the whole zombie aspect of it. So um, that, yeah, so that's, I guess that's as far as I can go, which is, I mean, that's all, all you need to know. <laughs> yeah. Once, once it comes out, you'll see it and it kind of, kind of explains itself. And I know they're working real hard as far as what they're doing on their end. I was able to work with um, um, the, the main guy over there. I was sent over like everything from like some rough sketches on certain things, like very rough sketch. Or um, sometimes, I guess when they started this line, they kind of just wanted to um, give it to the sculptor and the sculptor would come up with stuff. But it was just too much for the sculptor to design everything and sculpt. Wow. Um, and I think not, not that the sculptor wasn't, uh, uh, had the, or, or sculptors, because they actually have a few, not that they don't have the ability for it, but it's just um, project-wise, it doesn't work out, you know, like as far as streamlining a project. Because mm-hmm. if you have all your designs ready, then the sculptors can go to work. 
So I guess they saw that once they started giving me these sketches and I was finishing them because, you know, it was, it was so much sketches. That sometimes he, that I was given like a rough head sketch of something. And then I took that and parlayed that into a whole entire design for a whole entire character. Um, and then I took that drawing, the turnarounds, you know, front, side, back. And then they took that to, to the sculptor, okay, go to work. And then within days, they already had something because nice. I, I'm already giving them all the, all, all the angles. Very cool. We'll have and, to have you on when that goes to Kickstarter or, or whatever, because we'd love to, I don't want to get too off topic from your, your, your other, your, what we're here to talk to you about, which is your, your <laughs> Kickstarter. Uh, but that's, that's a really cool, uh, I love, yeah, I'd love to hear more about that process of designing toys and then a comic around it. Oh, I'm sorry, my cat just knocked something over. Oh wow! Um, um, so, <laughs> no worries. Um, but but yeah, I guess just to steer back to your to your book, tell us about um, the second volume of uh, of your of your fan art book. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely come back for that. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm totally down to come back so we can talk about that and and awesome. I can actually maybe I could show you guys stuff and and, and who knows what, what I'll have in hand by by then. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, as far as um, my new project is a uh, GV Pop '80s Volume Two, which is uh, obviously the second <laughs> volume of my uh, fan art sketchbook. And it's based on my favorite decade, most likely your favorite decade, most likely, most likely everybody's favorite decade, <laughs> um, the, the 1980s. You know, I took uh, all, the all, all the fan art I normally do, plus commissions, and even I do, some I do a lot of original pieces for the book and put them all in, in one book. So um, the original, that's exactly what I did, and that's what I'm doing now. Now, the, the original one, I had uh, years of fan art and stuff and i was able to i contacted the people i did the work for for um transformers the lost seasons i was like oh you know is it is it okay if i put this in this book they were like well we, we have no problems you know we don't own it um and i don't think and we everyone knows that idw and all these guys they they kind of turn the blind eye because creators like ourselves, our numbers are so small that we don't impact them, that we don't impact them in the market in any way. And my, my, my print, my print runs on these books are so small that there's no way I could impact them in, 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 in any way. Um, I don't think I would. <laughs> and, and, um, and as an artist, I do this as fan art. Um, I'm not claiming to own any of, of the properties or anything. I'm just a fan of the genre. So that's why I, I put it all in one book. So I'm doing more of the same in this, in this volume, except that it's all newer pieces because it's all everything I've done since the last book, which was um, ju just about two years ago. Um, and I'm also creating a bunch of pieces to put in the book as well. So you're going to get a bunch, you're going to, you get everything from uh, created pieces, a creative fan art, uh, commissions and pieces that are exclusive to the book. And I'm also coloring and getting, uh, pieces colored exclusively for the book. Uh, for instance, today, in fact, I shared um, a piece of uh, uh, the layout for the mini print that everyone everyone gets because of the um, they jumped on the Kickstarter in the first 24 hours. So all the people that nice. that that made a pledge in the first 24 hours are getting this this mini print, which is the Snake Eyes versus Storm Shadow. Cool. Um, and I'm, I'm getting and I'm getting that colored. Uh, I sent it to the colorist um, today. In fact, and that, that that's going to go there. Uh, that, that's going to be a mini print that's going to get that's going to get sent off to all these people. But then also the art for that will be in the book as well. Very cool. So I'm doing a combination of coloring some pieces myself and also um, getting colorists to uh, finish the pieces for the book. So so I am as far as production dollars, I'm definitely putting production dollars into into this book. Very cool. And yeah. you also have a, an option for a sketch in the back of the book, right? Um, yeah. Like a sketch section. Yeah, actually, as a matter of fact, it's a, I actually, I have a volume one here. Nice. Um, so this is volume one. Uh, it's an eight by 10 book. It's going to be 18. It's going to be an eight by 10 book, at least 40 pages. Wow. Just so you guys know, it's going to be at least 40 pages. Um, and so what I do is. So like that's the book and I leave a page intentionally blank. It's actually in the front. Okay. Cool. So this page is blank, but this page is blank. But if you look at it, it's, it's, it's got a type at the, at the bottom. Yeah. And it's actually laid out just so that I can do the, the sketch people get right there. Um, cool. It's actually black, blank front and back. That way, um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't um, damage anything. 
nice. And then, and, th- and then the book, the book actually. So um, obviously this is volume one. Um, volume two is in the works, but it's going to be, as far as layout goes and stuff, uh, very similar to, um, but I'll definitely have a lot more uh, new artwork in there. But this is basically what I did for um, volume one, where I'll, I'll be breaking down um, the pieces and then also breaking down like my process for the pieces, the full color pieces. Oh, he's a Voltron. Of course, I you know, know that one. Voltron. Yeah, that's my favorite one of uh, the, the ones that I've seen. Oh, yeah, thank you. And uh, that's, you know, the pencils on this side or whatever. So this is the kind of stuff I, I plan to do um, with these properties and then some. So Sweet. volume one had um, mostly uh, G.I. Joe, like all, all, the, all, all the big ones that we know, right? It had um, G.I. Joe. Uh, Transformers, Thundercats, Masters of the Universe, and then it had a, a little sprinkling of Robotech, a little sprinkling of, of, of Voltron. Um, I'm flipping through it right now to see if, I, if I'm missing anything else. And of course, the, the mini comic, uh, G.I. Joe, then I had um, some G.I. Joe artwork. Love that Snake Eyes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank awesome. you. Yeah. So I'm actually adding another Snake Eyes, um, a different version that I did. I'm adding it to, to this volume, which you'll see if you actually. If you, on Instagram today, you'll see that I already, I already shared the layout for that. And um, um, I'm expanding on that. So, like, we're going to touch base on these, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I'm also going to have more of the other stuff that, that we know of. So, so, what I'm adding to this volume is um, Bionic 6, Silverhawks, Sectars, and I have plans on adding... Well, I'm going to be sprinkling some, some other stuff that I don't mention it because I don't want people to get hyped up about a thing. I'm going to put a lot of it in. So I'm going to sprinkle in some other things as well. But, but then of course you can expect more, more He-Man, more GI Joe, more Transformers. I have a very, I have a very large Transformers piece I'm going to put in the book. Sweet. And, and actually if you see the Kickstarter video, all the images in the Kickstarter video will be in volume two. If you notice, the, 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 those are all new images as far as um, they're not included in volume one. Mm-hmm. So all the images in, in the video for volume two will be in, in the book. So that Transformers piece, which is in the opening, which is like a double page spread, basically, that's going to be in the book. Um, and that I'm having, I'm having inked. So this one, I'm actually, again, as far as production dollars, I'm having it inked by someone else. And I'm also going to have it colored by a colorist. So I'm, so- I, I, I'm actually, in a way, kind of like... Um, and paying out other artists to be part of, of this one while the other one was all artwork i already had mm-hmm. artwork all artwork i did myself so this one again i want to put get get some other uh, um other artists involved as well as far as inkers and and colorists very cool so i'm looking at the 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 kickstarter page right now um and at the time of uh the recording today today is uh what july 11th Yep. Uh, you have you have 18, 18 days to to go. So there's still plenty of time for for mm-hmm. folks to jump on. And uh, the, it it seems like a great value. Um, and like you said, it's uh, a ton of stuff. And and you know more stuff is 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 on the way. So uh, we're gonna have a link to this Kickstarter uh, in the show notes. Uh, we'll have links to your social media. I'm sure people will want to jump on Instagram. Um, and sort of follow along. Um, but as we close out here, um, George, so people can, can follow you. Um, why don't you let people know where they can follow you online, stay up to date with your projects and make sure that they definitely check out this Kickstarter. Sure. Um, I'm basically George Vega art on mostly all social media platforms. So I'm George Vega art on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitch. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to, uh, uh, Instagram is probably where I have my biggest following. And um, although throughout the years, I've noticed that, that things are slower there, but that's all like, you know, let, 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 let's not get into um, algorithm, algorithm <laughs> demons, the, the evils of algorithms. <laughs> that's a whole, that, that, that's a whole nother podcast. But uh, <laughs> um, so that, that's my name on all the platforms. Um, Twitch, Twitch would be, I think, the funnest way to catch me. Um, I do have a schedule on there. I try to keep to it as best I can, which is usually Monday, Wednesdays, and, and uh, Fridays. Um, and every other day I might jump on. 
So uh, Twitch is a great place to catch me only because I'm drawing, I'm drawing live there. And sometimes I'm actually working on Project SFA right on there live. Nice. So people actually see me work on the comic there um, and any other projects. But from here on out, most likely if you catch me on Twitch, I'll be working on GV Pop 80s Volume 2 artwork. Okay. And that's probably a, a great uh, resource for people who want to, you know, learn art, sort of improve art is to, to see, you know, you can see sort of like, uh, uh, you know, a final product and be like, wow, that's, that's amazing. But to, to see it sort of come along in the live drawing has got to be a, a, a valuable sort of resource. I know that I've watched sort of like uh, Jim Lee live oh, yeah. twitches <laughs> yeah, and it, yeah. it starts off as like these like random scribbles and then like three hours later it's like this this masterpiece and you're like how did it go from like him just randomly <laughs> sort of shaping it out to this this beautiful thing so I, yeah. I would think that twitch is a valuable resource that way yeah yeah and actually I answer questions I um so don't th if people come come to my Twitch channel, don't think that they, they could only watch or whatever. I answer questions, um, even technique questions, even, even whatever questions you may have as far as process or anything else, or anything else of that matter. Um, people can come down, check me out, and, and hit me up with any questions. Awesome. Great. I definitely will be checking those out uh, going, going forward. Uh, Noah, um, as we close out, uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts, any, any final questions? Yeah. Who did the voiceover for the Kickstarter trailer? Was that you or was that, uh, who'd you get to do the uh, great eighties, uh, eighties? Uh, yeah. uh, oh man. Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Okay. It's definitely not me because that guy okay. is awesome. That's actually um, Rick Sellers. And I'm so happy that he, he happens to be a fan of my artwork. Oh, and sweet. we're actually we're we're buddies, but he does most of uh, most of the transformer toys for Hasbro, like the Optimus Prime for the toys. He's the one doing the voices. Wow, so he he's a professional voice actor. Like that's his job, and um, he's a fan of my work. And we met years ago, and he actually um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with, with, with the General commercials. Uh, this is the General. Da, 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I see this. Yeah. Um, he's the voice for the General. <laughs> that's awesome so, so yeah he does that and, and, and so he does a bunch of um a bunch of toys for hasbro if not like almost all the other uh, the transformer toys and of course he, he he can do prime i've heard him do prime and he sent me one year he sent me a, a birthday message as 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 optimus and <laughs> oh and mega and megatron and it was <laughs> awesome i have it saved so yeah and uh yeah we became buddies and then um when I did the first one, I'm like, Hey, you, you want to do this? He's like, Oh, George, I'm in, I'm in. I'm like, okay, no problem. So he did the voice. He actually did the voiceover on my first video, which was, you know, volume one. He also did the voice intro for uh, the world of M. Oh, wow. They, they sound different, but yeah, you, you can tell it's the same pro. So he also did the voiceover. So then on the third one, I'm like, Hey buddy, can I have you again? He's like, mm -hmm. let's do it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it, it's Rick Sellers, a professional voiceover guy. And he, I mean, this guy could be the next guy to do Optimus Prime in the next animated series. When, Sounds like when, it. When, when one of these guys want to bow out, I mean, he's like right there. I mean, he's, yeah. yeah. That's Very awesome. Cool. Well, George, I, uh, I want to thank you uh, for being on. I had a great time sort of uh, doing the interview, sort of hearing the, the beginnings and how everything from, from tombstones to, to fan art led us to, <laughs> yeah. to this point that we are now. So uh, thanks again uh, for being on. Um, as I said earlier, we're going to have links to the Kickstarter um, and your social media, so, so check that out. Um, for everybody listening, if you could give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you use, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at Construct Compod. We are on Instagram at Constructing Comics. I'm sorry, at Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook and YouTube is Constructing Comics. Uh, we'll be back with another episode very soon. Uh, thanks to to everybody for listening. Be safe. Uh, be nice and uh, go out there and uh, make some art.